And welcome to the Sporting Lounge. Thank you so much for joining us. Go ahead, grab a beer, kick up your feet, and let's get into this. Today is going to be the AFC West. As always, we have the three-time champ, myself, and then we have T. Rizzle, Austin. And for another episode, I think we really liked him on the AFC segments, uh, Derpination himself. Uh, welcome back in. Repping the Steelers, I see. Of course, yeah. I got terrible towels back here. Thanks for having me. You know, hey, let's. Uh, you're welcome. You know what? Let's let's. You know what? Let's give Brett Ben his dues. You know, three rings. He would have four, but she it, ran it off with two. Rico. It's two. He got two rings. Yeah, or Jake. I mean, you could say both. I have three rings. Nice try. <laughs> I have oh, two I, I in thought... sleeper and one in Yahoo. And I thought you were Travis talking about. Wreck. I thought you were only talking about the relevant Ben, Big Ben, for the Steelers. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what? I have more rings than him, so I'm better. Okay. Just saying. Three and, a half, three and a half rings? Where's that other half yeah, coming from? That, uh, that engagement. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I lost that whole right. ring. That whole, that whole ring is gone. That's out the window. Don't worry. Atlanta Falcons be like... Yeah. Yeah, I lost twenty eight to three on that one. All right, let me let me put it out there. Uh, and if she ever happens to twenty eight to three with a couple fists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if she ever happens onto the podcast or anything like that, uh, you're welcome. We still make fun of you. Uh, you know who you are. <laughs> now, <laughs> AFC West, we've got the Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos. Um, I think my predictions on this is going to be bold compared to your guys's, uh, because this is how it went last year: Chiefs fourteen and three, Chargers ten and seven, Vegas Raiders uh, six and eleven, Denver Broncos five and twelve. Uh, it was supposed to be the most hyped, blah blah blah, best QBs because they got Russell Wilson in that division, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and then Derek Russell Carter. Wilson's well, this year. No, no, he's not. I mean, yes, to an extent. But he wasn't as bad as he was last year. And I can prove that. He wanted a better head coach. We'll get into that later. I guarantee it. So Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, they all made some moves and uh, drafted. Honestly, not one of them blew me away with their offseason moves or their, their draft. I mean, I guess for me, Broncos did pretty decent for getting Mike McGlinchey, the uh, tackle from the 49ers. And that was really about it for notable like big things i mean they, they added marvin mims in the draft which is all right but other than that nothing too stable. like there's right there was no hey the giants went and grabbed darren waller like that's a big notable thing so that's that's what i'm saying is they didn't go out and like sign anyone diop still isn't signed yet so we'll see where he goes i like that. like if the chiefs yeah. land him Damn. Yeah, she, uh, I just watch, watch D-Hop end back up in Houston. If that's where he wants to go, that's where he wants to go. I think he wants but, to play for a ring. He wants. He's got to want to play for that, a ring. So I, I agree. That's why I think it's literally down to the Chiefs or the Bills. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree to that because at the end of the day, it's – Especially since you guys – You've already got the yards. Do you see that Leonard Floyd signed with uh, the Bills? I did not yet, but that's that'll be nice for them. Um, so, which is there any person who wants to choose a particular team to start with? Mm. I'm gonna take. Jeez. I was gonna say I'll take that as a no. We'll just go with the division winners, the Chiefs, multiple time Super Bowl champ Patrick Mahomes, still leading that roster, still a beautiful team. Um, Decent schedule. Their draft um, wasn't like particularly good. Uh, they grabbed a defensive end in the first round, a wide receiver in the second, offensive tackle, a couple defensive players to end it out. Uh, their notable um, signings and departures uh, was Jawan Taylor from the Jaguars and Drew Tranquil, Tranquil at linebacker. I think those were the two noticeable like additions, uh, but some big releases, you know, Frank Clark on the defensive end, Orlando Brown Jr. went to the Bengals, Juju technically left, um, Andrew Wiley, another tackle. 
Well, yeah. Choo- I mean, but Choo Choo <laughs> is like a, a name that was good and then like doesn't. He got his ring and now he's gone. But like Juju didn't do a whole lot. You know what I mean? Um, a big I mean, one. He started on the off all right. Right. A big one that I didn't like to see them lose is Juwan Thornhill. I loved him at safety. Loved him. Just so um, we'll see what they can do with Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, if they'll take a leap forward this year. I mean, granted, you got Patrick Mahomes. Anyone doubting Patrick Mahomes this year and getting over 4,000 yards and like 35 touchdowns? Probably Shane. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, Shane got I think any he's going to have a killer season. I think I think it's just too often that he does. I think he's on my team. Yeah, yeah. I traded away everyone. You know, and you know what? Still not mad about I, it. I feel like you know. I feel like the offense might take a decent step back with the loss of Orlando Brown. Like that's a that's a signing for the Bengals that's been going pretty unsung. I brought it up in the AFC North video. I'll bring it up again. Orlando Brown is a top three tackle in the league. When you lose him, you're going to notice. You know, um, I'm negative on the Chiefs offseason, honestly. Their draft was very, uh, I guess the word could be Chiefs-like. <laughs> um, it was it was interesting. Mediocre. You know, it felt like it was mediocre. Um, a lot of Chiefs-like players that are, you know, not necessarily the most athletic, but know how to play in a system. You know, Uzuma was supposed to go, like, Mid second round, but the Chiefs felt like he he was their guy and reached a little bit. He but you know, scheme. in the scheme that they he fit their scheme, and that's why he went in the first round. You know, Rasheed Rice, I seen some boards giving him a first round grade, but after that, you know, Wanya Morris, like you're starting to fall off, like pretty steep here. Kamari Connor, you know, like he had fifth round labeled all over him, so it's kind of a reach. If he was their guy, he's their guy. You know, that's what I feel like with a lot of these picks. You know, it's a reach, but it's like, it's kind of similar to the Lions draft, I feel like. You know, if it's their guy, it's their guy. So, you know, like, the, the Chiefs the Chiefs draft, like, on the outside looking in, if the Steelers had that draft, I wouldn't be happy with it. If another team had that draft, I wouldn't be happy with it. But because it's the Chiefs and because of those specific players, I'm happy with their draft, but I don't think it instantly impacts them at all. Maybe... You know, maybe Uzuma, like, sees snaps. Maybe he does start day one, but I don't know if he does. And then Rasheed Rice, like, he looks like he could be very promising, and he looks like he has a lot of upside, but I don't know if he's a day one starter either. You know, you start looking into their additions. They got Jawan Taylor, who is good, but is a step down from Orlando Brown. They got Drew Tranquil, right. who's a good rotational guy. Byron Covert, who's a good rotational guy. So one of them are probably going to end up starting by the end of it. Um, and Charles Aminu. Aminihu. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm sorry. But yeah, he's, he's a depth piece. Close enough. He's a depth Close piece. Um, they brought back Nanadi, Blake Bell, Jody Forston, Tommy Townsend, Trishon Warden. Like a lot of depth pieces they brought back. It was almost right. exclusively depth, you know. And the the thing is with the Chiefs, the roster's in a type of position where when you're bringing back depth, that's about the best you can do, you know, with the cap space that's currently occupied and what they're going for. And, right. you know, like you want to keep Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes together, it does cost mm. you. That that here's the thing is they don't need the best defense. Because of exactly, Patrick Mahomes yeah. with very There's little weapons, one. yeah, can go out and throw for 5,200 yards like he did last year, or even 4,800 or 4,500 and 35 touchdowns, you're <laughs> going to have a hard time keeping pace with them. And that's the big thing. If they can outscore you, it doesn't matter what their defense does. You give them I'm the back. ball. I was listening the whole time, but I spilled my water. So they got... The Chiefs have Kelsey until the 2026 season. His age 37 year. Yep. Now, I like Isaiah Pachinko, the rookie from last year. They didn't really go out and grab any other running backs or depth. They let Ronald Jones go. I like Sky Moore. So I I like Isaiah Pachinko for a good running, rushing attack for them. Um, Sky Moore hopefully takes a 
you know, a step forward this year. Same thing with um, Kadarius Tony, who's still there. I hope, and Justin Watson. Um, I hope all three of them take a, a big step forward. Their offense can be potent because, I mean, we're talking about Juju. We can make fun of him for not being a you know fantastic receiver anymore. He still had 78 catches, 101 targets, and 900 yards, over 900. So That's a good season. Yeah. That is a good season. You know, that's Very a good solid. season. That's a decent solid. Season. Yeah. So just saying there's going to be plenty of vacated targets, and I don't think they're throwing to Jarek McKinnon. 71 times this year, um, our MVS 81, obviously not Juju 101. So we're talking quite a few targets opened up, um, which means maybe more for Isaiah Pachinko uh, to be a dual threat. We'll see. I think they win the division. I'm going to call that right now. I've already peaked their schedule. I don't know if you guys have, but uh, yeah, I, I see 100%. it being pretty easy to win this. Like in the first 10 weeks since their bye weeks on week 10, I see um, maybe two losses, eight and two, maybe two. Um, so it's Detroit, Jacksonville, Chicago, Jets, Vikings, Denver, Los Angeles, Chargers, Denver, Miami. Yeah. Let me guess your two are, I'm guessing, Philly, Cincy, or Buffalo, Those between those three. Cincy wasn't in there. So Philly wasn't in there either. I, I said for the first 10 weeks, not the second half, oh. the first 10 weeks. Uh, yeah, Jesus. Two, two losses total for the entire season. Huh? So, oh, um, I give. I looked at the second half, three losses, three to five losses max, in my opinion. And you're right. It'd be Philly, Buffalo, Cincy. Because regular season, Burrow and Mahomes have been great games. Those would be my three... <laughs> Like, okay, we can count them as losses. Um, my other two would be split with Denver. Yes, yeah, split with Denver. They lose one of those. And funny enough, a loss to Miami. So, yep, that would be my five. You don't give my Lions any love week one? Unfortunately, no. Not on a Thursday night. Um, Lions might put up a fight, but I don't, I don't think they're winning it. But that's that's me. Three to five losses at most. Two losses at most by the bye week. Anyone think differently? About the same page. I lock it in right now. Your final season. Final final prediction on it. Yeah, um, right now. I'm I'm gonna go with. Um, let's go fourteen and three. I'm going to say they repeat. I think so. We all agree on the Chiefs. There's there's no shocker there. Now, the number two team from last year is the Chargers. I don't think they're going to be number two. Well, so does anyone love the Chargers? I think the Chargers, I think the Chargers are going to be number one. Oh, Ooh. shit. I said, hey, yeah, please. Go on your tangent. Ooh. Oh, okay. Ooh. So, in my opinion, I think the Chargers had the best draft for what their team needs needed to be. Um, you know, you got Quinn Johnson in the first round, who, like, was kind of underhyped where he should have been at the draft. If you're watching his tape, if you're watching his route running, you're, you know. Uh, then you got Tua Peloto out of USC, stud defensive end. And you look at their, you look at the Chargers schedule, you know, you look at their team, what they got in accusations. No. Acquisitions? Acquisitions. Thank you. Acquisitions. Come on. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> they got, He's got Deshaun got Watson. Vision. Vision. Mine. I, I was going to say, yeah. right. I was just about to say wrong division. It's not Deshaun Watson. They got Eric They got Eric Kendricks. They lost Morgan Fox, J.K. Scott, Trey Pipkins. You know, mostly rotational guys. Um, well, they re-signed those guys. Mostly rotational departures. You know, like, I just, like, I think the Chargers are at that point where it's, like, they are good enough. The thing is, like, you watch a Chargers game and it's just, like, Justin Herbert is this close. That defense is this close. That wide receiver room is this close. And if Justin Herbert takes that one step, Justin Herbert doesn't need to take a leap. He doesn't. 
He just needs to take a step. If he takes a step, I think the Chargers win the division. The thing is, the Chargers are built very similarly to the Chiefs. Just the only difference is the Chargers are going to have a better defense. You know, you could say that their offensive power isn't going to be as strong as the Chiefs. If the Chiefs were 100%, I'd put the Chargers at 90% power on offense. If you want to look at their defenses, I think the Chargers defense is over 9,000. Yeah. You want to look at the Chargers defense, they just have a better built defense. Like, especially with the departure of Frank Clark and Kansas City. Like, that's a big deal. So, no worry that Austin Eckler is going to say, okay, you know what? Screw it. I do want to leave. He, I mean, he was given permission. Yeah. They, they gave him another 1.75 mil in incentives on his contract. That's not guaranteeing that he's going to stay. But he already said it was good. Yeah, he's staying. Okay, it's good. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. He already came out and was like, "I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna be playing for the Chiefs this year." He already said that. He already, he already acknowledged it. Okay, yeah, because Chargers. he just wasn't present yeah. for Chargers. OTAs. That's so I'm that's why I want to bring that up. Is he wasn't there for OTAs? He says it's all good. I'm gonna be back, but he wasn't present for OTAs. That's why I want to bring him up. Eckler's a good enough player where you don't want to see him go, but he's not that great of a player where if he does go, your team's damned. You know, if that does happen, my stance doesn't change much with the Chiefs. Or Chargers. Excuse me. I, I keep on saying Chiefs. It's CHs. I'm brain dead right now. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, Chargers. Gotta... Sorry, go ahead. Issues. I was looking at Eckler's contract, I saw. Yeah, yes. so like... If the Chargers did lose Eckler, like, I don't think it's, like, heartbreak in Los Angeles. I think it's more like, damn, we would have rather kept that guy. You know, the thing I mean, is... Do you know who their backups are? No, but... I can list them. Joshua Kelly, Isaiah Spiller, the third-round pick last year, and Larry Roundtree, the third. See, I'm you're not the, the talent schedule. of Eckler is way better than any of look, those three guys. But look at the market. You got Ezekiel Elliott still available. Kareem Hunt still available. You know, with yeah. until those guys get signed, Eckler's kind of backed in a corner, you know, because he doesn't have anything to contest the market with based on the entire league, running back. The entire league's waiting on Dalvin Cook and the Vikings to figure their shit out, too, before yeah. anything happens. <clears throat> but I'm looking at the Chargers' schedule right here, and I'm... And that's... Yep, that's the next thing I was going to bring up. So, Shane, I, if you I, think like, they're going to be... I love one. the Chargers, and I think... I see ten and seven again. So I might not even with, the, that. with the potential of twelve. I had the Chiefs What's going that? twelve and five. Okay. And so, then what do you have the Ch- Chargers going? Chargers beat Dolphins. Chargers beat Titans. Chargers beat Vikings. Chargers beat Raiders. Let's say do we want to say Chargers lose to the Cowboys? I guess we could say that. Are you giving do them a pity to? loss? A pity yeah, loss. Wow. Hey, Couldn't give they it to beat the, the Vikings? Versus Cowboys and playoffs are different. Okay, they lose to the Chiefs, too. They'll lose to the Chiefs this time because Chiefs are at home. I think they'll split. So, 4-2, beat the Bears, beat the Jets, beat the Lions, beat the Packers, beat the Ravens, beat the Patriots, beat the Broncos, beat the Raiders, lose to the Bills, beat the Broncos, and beat the Chiefs at home. 14 and 3. Ooh. And that's realistic. Like, I'm not like reaching too far. You no, know, you're reaching way too hard. <laughs> lost to Miami, lost to Minnesota, lost to the See, Chiefs. Lost to lost Minnesota? To I said yeah. they lost to the Chiefs. I said they split with yeah. the Chiefs. You yeah. think splitting so, with the Chiefs is unrealistic? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't. They've yeah. split with, they've, they've played Kansas City really close the last three years. But yeah. right there in the first five games, I've already given them two losses that you didn't, which was Miami and Minnesota, and then the Chiefs, and then the yep. Jets, and then Baltimore. They split with Denver. So right there all automatically, there's six losses. There is no way in hell slow. that – At best, set 10 and 7. I'm with Travis on this one. See, At best, 10 and 7. This, 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 is, this is the way I break it down. I think they lose to Miami, and then they win out till Kansas City. So they're so they're four and one, and then I think they lose to Kansas City, beat Chicago, lose to New uh, no the, the Jets. 
I think they're going to lose to the Jets and to Detroit back-to-back, and then they're going to win four straight or five straight. And then, and then they're going to Buffalo. Yeah, and then they're – and I think they're actually going to lose out at that point, Buffalo, Denver, Kansas City. Yeah, yeah sure. I just don't so see that. 10-7. I, I don't. Okay, Austin, you're the you're, – your vote. 11 We're 11-6. and, and six. So you're closer to me and Travis than you are to Shane. On that one, I like eleven and six too because I think because I think the Jets in Detroit um, and one of the Denver six, games is five. see Ooh, twelve personally Buffalo. I see. I'm more of like ten and seven is their ceiling. I see them going lower than that. I see them being I see, see, okay, second see, I to last ten in this division. Their floor. So mm. I will have. I, I think they could win up to twelve wins. I think thirteen is their basement. I think fifteen is their ceiling. Mm. Yeah, Here's see, the thing. Like, if they're dude, undefeated at the bye week, I will slightly buy into it. And if they come out the bye week and then smack Dallas, I'll believe it. And then we'll and then the prove it games right after that. Bro, let's get it straight. Justin Herbert at quarterback. Okay. Like, we can all the agree. same three type receivers. Quentin Johnson, Mike. Williams and Keenan Allen. They're all the same. They're a big body contested catch receiver. They what about no what about the guy that they, they lost? Danny what Franklin. the fuck are you talking about? Look at their first round draft pick. Their first round draft pick of Quentin Johnson, a yes. big body six foot four contested catch receiver. That was Mike Williams coming watch out of Clemson film. years ago. Look at watch, watch, his watch film. Mike Williams. He's fast as fuck, boy. So was yeah, Mike Williams. Okay. So, so here's my thing. Look, Justin, Justin Herbert. So ju- look at Justin Herbert. Top five mm-hmm. quarterback? Yes or no? Yes. No. Okay. No. I put him now. Top seven. Top top I seven to top ten. Okay. Yeah. If he takes top that ten. step, I was saying at the beginning, he's top five. No one says buts about it. I'm not talking about a leap. We're talking about basic mechanical changes. Yeah. So they did bring out top Kellen five Morris in my opinion. Like they got that. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. They still got Khalil Mack, mind you. They got Eric Kendricks, mind you. Joey Bosa, Derwin James, J.C. Jackson. Overrated. Are we fucking sleeping on this defense right now? They have like five Overrated. fucking pro bowlers. Okay, Kendricks is a little older. Joey can't stay healthy. Um, it was uh, Khalil Mack. Um, kind of had a down season last, last year. Um, he's also... Older at this point, uh, 32. Maybe not as much step in his step. I, he might still have a little something. I love Derwin Jackson. I love J- the fact that they you know, grabbed J.C. Jackson and they have Kenneth Murray Jr. I love their defense. I just don't think there's enough in the offense. It's at what part? At what part? Over, overrated defense. Overrated defense. Oh, I wouldn't say overrated defense. I would say... Tee-hee. Now, Tee-hee. M- mind you, the only real big difference is they lost Danny Tranquil and they brought in uh, Kendricks. This is their schedule from last year. They beat Vegas. They lost to Kansas City. They lost to Jacksonville. They beat Houston, who you're very high on. Um, they beat Cleveland. They beat Denver. Year. And they barely beat Denver. And mind you, Denver was awful last year. They lost to Seattle. They beat Atlanta. They lost to the 49ers, Kansas City. They beat Arizona. They lost to the Raiders. They won against Miami, Tennessee, Colts, Los Angeles, Rams, without Matthew Stafford, and lost to Denver. So none of that screams like their schedule is much harder this year than it was last year, and they couldn't get it done last year. All right. So here's the thing. I got this, guys. I got this. How many years has Justin Herbert been in the league? Going on like four now. It's his third season. This will be his third season. All right. And and they say they say infamously throughout the league. It will be his fourth season, just to let you know. No, it won't. Yes, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023 season this year. Come on now. Come on now. You a Herbert fan. And you don't even know he's about to get a contract? Yeah. Yes, way. I thought he still had another year. No, no. Right. Anyway, anyways, anyways, twelve and five is their ceiling. Nine and eight is their floor. Judge has ruled. 
Uh, thank you. Uh, I, I mean, my floor would have been eight and nine, but I, I'll take nine and eight because I think they're going to be the second worst team in this division, only right above the Raiders. And I don't think we're going to get much argument. Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, swap, and then losing Darren Waller and everything else they lost, plus a very unimpressive uh, draft by the Vegas Raiders. Anyone disagree with that? I mean, nope. Yeah. I think Max Crosby. I do think Max Crosby is going to be in Defensive Player of the Year conversations, but I don't think I don't think that the Raiders are going to look too awesome. I, was like, yeah, I like Tyree I, Wilson. I mean, I like the fact they got Michael Mayer to replace Waller, <laughs> but outside of that, I'm like, I mean, Aiden O'Connell's solid, especially with the uh, with the Garoppolo stuff going on. The fact that they could just Aiden O'Connell season. I would say just the fact that they can let him walk because of his failed physical over his foot and his ankle. <laughs> that O'Connell's somebody to stash if you got to pick at the right spot in the draft. And right, so heck, heck of an athlete, but and then. So, we, we all are going to agree Raiders are the worst one in this division. So we're really just arguing over who's two and three. I think the Broncos are number two. Y'all can hate me for it, and we can get into it. But the Broncos are going to be number two. Hence, Chargers have to slide to three. That's, that's the way it goes. So for the Broncos, if we talk about who they, they drafted, um, Marvin Mims, the Oklahoma receiver, decent, not great. Um, Drew Sanders, a little bit of a reach there, but they got Riley Moss, who, uh, who I liked. So they also brought in Sean Payton. That's a big one for me. They brought in a great head coach. And did they have a lot of departures? Did they have a lot of bad? Eh, not really, considering they brought in Mike McGlinchey, a great, a great tackle. Um, they brought in then a couple depth pieces, whether it's, Trayman Smith um, or Tony Jones, uh, the running back. They re-signed a linebacker, Singleton, a couple corners, defensive players. What they really lost was Graham Glasgow to the Lions, yeah. Chase Edmonds, oh, God, um, <laughs> Calvin Oss Anderson, oh, no, Mike Boone, oh, no, a fourth-string Andrew Beck tight end, another fourth-string tight end, um, their, their biggest defensive loss was D-Mount Jones, in my opinion. So they didn't have a Draymount Jones. Notice how Ben uh, skipped every name that is semi-hard to pronounce. So, oh, big time. Kind of funny. So the Broncos this year, Russell Wilson will get back to 35-plus hundred passing yards with maybe even encroaching the 4,500-yard Range. They have Javante Williams coming back healthy, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton coming back healthy, either Marvin Mims or Tim Patrick, whoever they want. Not to mention the speedster, K.J. Hamlin. Offensive line stayed roughly the same. Hamlin, no you're right. See, you're see, right. I, I agree the Raiders are the basement, but I see Denver and the Chargers on almost equal – Footing, but I believe more in the Chargers, so I think they're going to get second. I see. I think Denver's schedule, like I think they it's easier. Two and zero, oh, then they lose to Miami, then they beat Chicago, then they lose two straight Jets in Kansas City, then they win Green Bay, and then they lose Kansas City. So they're sitting four and four after by, at the bye week. Then they lose to Buffalo after the bye week, four and five. <clears throat> then they win three straight. So they're, yeah. you know, I would say five. they win six straight right there. I think they lose to the Lions and to the Chargers right there. So seven and seven. Then I think they can win out at that point. Ten and seven. See, I, I think ten and seven. So, right. Yeah, right there. See, that's what I'm saying. Is I, I, think, I, I think they're, I think the, both of their, like the Chargers and Denver's four, both are ten and seven. It's just going to really come down. I was to thinking that. nine and who, eight. Who wins the one game? <laughs> Right. So we're, we're all close. We're arguing about two and three passionately, which I love. But I think the, the Broncos get it done because I see them upsetting Miami. So that puts them at 11 and six for me. And I think they beat Detroit. So 12 and five. Other than that, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. So those are my two different ones. I think they Damn. can beat Miami at Miami. And I think they can beat Detroit at Detroit. Granted, we'll see what the Lions truly do, but I, I have no faith. When you when you ask someone, 
Jared Goff, Russell Wilson. Most people on just name basis are going to say Russell Wilson. He's also a Super Bowl winner. He's also got himself better stats. He's also a Super Bowl thrower. <laughs> yeah, he did he did give the Patriots another ring. You're you're right. Austin was happy about that. Hell yeah. That was Hell a stupid yeah. if you if you give the ball to Marshawn Lintz on the one yard line four times in a row and that's how you lose the game, I don't think anyone's upset. I don't think anyone. I think everyone would be praising the Patriots defense for being good enough to stop Marshawn Lintz on the one yard line four times in a row. Not a stupid fucking pick play pass. That was stupid. So that's I like how you've seen that interview too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, the, the barber one. Yep. So at the end of the day, I just think Denver gets it done. Whereas the chargers, they, they just slip up one too many times. Like they always do. I mean, hell their postseason. Uh, what was their, their postseason loss again? The Jaguars. Uh, thir- 30 to 31. And they were up at halftime. 27, nothing or something like that. Do I, do I remember correctly? <laughs> Do I, yeah, I mean, oh, is it because I put money on Jacksonville plus one, and it paid out? Yeah, yeah, just. But here's the thing: like, far-fetched situations like that will happen. You know, like, I think the Chiefs are better than that, or the Chargers. I keep on saying Chiefs, Chargers. I think the Chargers are better than that. You're saying the Chargers are number one in this division. So I want to know yes. where you put the Chiefs. You think they go number, number two. two? Yeah, number two. So you would you would have Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. Raiders. Yep. Well, think of, well, think about it. Like I agree. Like Chiefs on, like should be betting favorites to win it all again. And like I think they're gonna win it all. But at the same time, I think it's very plausible too because it's been Bengals twenty years, years since a team has repeated. The Patriots. It's, it's it's been that long. It doesn't happen very often in oh, the history of the NFL. Well, we're talking that's Super Bowl. I'm talking about just division winners. <laughs> and the Patri- are the the Chiefs have been running this division. So, the, I'm I'm going to stick with the odds on favor. They didn't do anything to significantly hurt themselves. Yes, Orlando Brown Jr. left. Yes, they had a couple more departures. They didn't for sure, hurt Frank Clark. But they, didn't help they lost Frank Clark and Orlando Brown. What do you mean? They lost two of their, their best two trench pieces. Their number one trench pieces on both sides of the ball are gone. This will be fine. They'll be all right. They'll, they they'll also still be good. They'll still make the playoffs. See, but they brought great, in Juwan Taylor. They brought in Juwan Taylor, which is a very solid tackle and will be awesome good? for them. He very well could be. He's, He's not. Right? He, he very well could be. Yeah, he came from Jacksonville. Um, and then for uh, Frank Clark, yeah, it hurt. Uh, but again, it's the system. And again, at the end of the day, if they're scoring 31 points a game, you're going to have a harder time trying to keep up points-wise you did not that just say Frank matter. Clark is a system player. Ooh. We'll find out. Do you, you want to see? Frank Clark's kind of I, older. You can't say just now say that he's a system yeah, player. Yeah. Like, he's not a system player. And plus, the next team he goes to, like, he he already signed with uh, – who did he sign with? Help me out here. I can't remember. He's, I can't remember who he went to. Baltimore, wasn't it? And then he left. I want to say it was both. Do you realize his best season was 14 sacks back in 2018? He's an interior defensive lineman. What the fuck do you mean? Chris Jones. Chris Jones. Aaron Donald. So what? So what? We're talking about top three then. Top three player at his position? If you're not going to only account for sacks. Okay, do you want to go with tackles? 25, 15, 21, 27. You tell me they can't replace Pressure. that? Hurry ups. Let's go. He with... led the league like two seasons ago in hurries. In hurries. Frank Clark. <laughs> hurries. Let's go off the PFF. Oh, I'm just enjoying. Okay. So for solo tackles, he was tied for 34th. Sacks tied for 31st. Assists. There Frank we Clark go. Four fumbles. Um, overall player grade was 67.2. Um, where are his hurries? Oh, it's locked behind a paywall. That is 
Fantastic. Let me go to this. Just go to football preference. Those tackles, six sacks. Not bad. <coughs> oh, he played for Michigan. He's a yes, Frank Clark played for Michigan. Wow, you're yeah. Michigan State fan. You get, you His best season was actually 13 sacks, by the way. 14, I'm looking at the stats, is 2018. It says 13 on this site. But... Oh, this one says 14 with four forced fumbles with two recoveries and an interception, mind you. But yeah, I mean, I like, know. even last season, which was, like, so, kind of a down year, like, he has eight tackles for a loss on five sacks. And that's all you need from a good defensive lineman. Like, you telling me that eight tackles for a loss in 17 games. You're expecting him to get half? Just half? Yes. Yes. I don't know. Like, not every player has to be a superstar in your roster. Look at Casey Hampton. Yeah, that is very true. Like, especially at that position, Casey Hampton, you don't come across an Aaron Donald very often. Chris Jones, like, he's going to – I don't think he's going to have an Aaron Donald-like trajectory. I think he's going to have maybe one or two more insane statistical seasons, but then he's going to go into a Frank Clark-like role. Like, it's so that's just what I'm saying. Is name of the game. And like, you, here's the you, thing. Look at the career of Casey Hampton. He's on the bubble of the Hall of Fame. And let's look at his stats real quick, because if you just look at Casey Hampton's stats, you'd be like, why is he even in Hall of Fame discussion at all? But you know, they let they go of Frank why, Clark, why, not Chris why, Jones, the better one. If they let go of Chris Jones, totally different argument. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is Frank Clark was more of a system piece for this defense than Chris Jones, who's a much better defensive interior tackle. They didn't but use Frank Clark get, correctly. They don't get as much ammo out of him. Like, you aren't going to be as effective with Chris Jones because Frank Clark is gone. That is going to make that is going to make them worse. It's just going to make them worse. And back to the Casey Hampton example, why I want to bring this up, his best season, his best, he had seven tackles for a loss on two and a half sacks. You look at that and you're like, he's a role player. Is he even starting those fucking games? But you watch those games, and he wreaks havoc. Like, if you're picking up double blocks on every fucking down, then you're doing something right. Okay, so would you say Frank Clark's above Vita Vea for Tampa Bay? Would you say... Different, different. He's, no, uh, no tackle versus interior defensive lineman. I mean... What, which one would I prefer? It depends on what scheme I'm running. They're about, about the Kenny same team. Clark, DeForest Buckner, Better Jonathan than... Allen from Washington. Are you, are you going to give the answer or no? Are you just saying guys... You, wait, are you actually... Oh, yeah, 110%. I'd take all these guys over Frank Clark. DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner, not the other ones. Jeffrey Simmer, Simmons from t uh, Tennessee? No. Wh what? No. He's good. He is very good. Watch the all 22. He picks up double blocks on every fucking down. He's picking up on routes every fucking down. He's he's making it so tight ends can't open up on routes because he's pushing lines over. He's making it so running backs can't go on routes because he's making it so they have to block. He's taking options away. And you know, you know what that generates? Fucking pressure turnovers. You ever hear that term? Okay. How about Cameron Hayward? Ooh. Cameron Cam Hayward's a defensive Clark. end, first of all. But, no, I don't think he's better than Cam Hayward. But he's not the same position. One is defensive end, one's IDL. But I'm just saying. Yes, it's a Chris different Jones, position. DeForest, one is an edge rusher, the other one is. The, one is an edge rusher, and the other one isn't. <laughs> so one is well, going to generate. That's why I just listed off three uh, interior defensive linemen, Chris Jones, DeForest Buckner, and Grady Jarrett, who I'd take all three of those over Frank Clark, hands down. I'd Not take one of them. I would only well, take you'd one. You'd only take DeForest. You wouldn't take Chris Jones, who is statistically better at every turn than Frank Clark and plays on the same team. No. Not, not until I see what he proves. Like, he I did it before he got there. He's only 18. He's old now. So is Frank Clark. 
So what? <laughs> you need both of them. You want to have both of them. You it's peanut butter and jelly. Have you ever heard terms like shake and bake on <laughs> the defensive line? Especially in a four three set. You need two good defensive interior linemen. If you don't, you'll get fucked. Disclaimer. You'll get fucked by the run. You have no faith in their other people or their first-round pick who may think they're skinny beautifully. He's an edge rusher. What the fuck do you mean? He doesn't play that position. He's a a defensive rush edge, yes. But for defensive interior, they still have Derek Nadida and Chris Jones, who I think better. Left defensive PFF tackle and right defensive tackle. So. I mean, yeah, like, thank I think you. Frank Clark, he's not that amazing. He got boosted up because of okay. Chris Jones. I think I think Chris Jones is better than Frank Clark, but I don't think he'll be better off without Frank Clark, is what I should say. I think Chris Jones is better than Frank Clark, but he's not better off without Frank Clark. I think Frank Clark helped Chris Jones a lot. If you don't Would see you that, then you weren't watching the film. You weren't Would watching you be surprised table. that in 2015, when Frank Clark was still with Seattle and had his best seasons of 14 sacks, Chris Jones also had 15 and a half that same year without him okay. on the same team? Okay, Ben, let me say this right now. I don't give a fuck about statistics, especially on that 2015 Chiefs defense, because no one else was getting to the fucking quarterback. There's a reason hey, he hasn't breaking that. Listen, listen, you are getting to a man who only cares about stats. I stats numbers speak. No, they don't. Numbers will speak. Yes, they do. They they tell a whole story. Numbers numbers don't tell the whole story. Never do. Not even close. I expected better from you. Shame. They don't tell the whole story, but they tell a story. Now you are correct. After the twenty eighteen season, he went to nine because they then signed Frank Clark. He went to nine sacks, seven and a half, nine and another fifteen and a half. So he did tie it, by the way. So, with Frank Clark there, I'm just saying, if I had to lose Frank Clark or Chris Jones, I'm taking losing Frank Jones every time, or uh, Frank Frank Clark Clark every time. I'm keeping Chris Jones. That's all I'm saying. So, to me, it's not that big of a loss. Is it a loss? Hell yeah. But again, you're not going to keep up with the Chiefs' offense. It doesn't matter. Their defense can come out and let people score 24 points because they know their offense is going to get 31. It just, to me, it just doesn't equate to much. That philosophy is fine. The issue comes up when, you know, reality sets in. When, you know, you don't have Patrick Mahomes play perfect every single game. When you need to have Patrick Mahomes bailed out. Because guess what? Even the greatest quarterbacks ever needed to be bailed out at some point. And it doesn't matter. I'm not going to get into a million fucking examples. Because we could sit here all night and be like, oh, yeah, you remember when Brady got bailed out? You remember when so-and-so got bailed out? You remember when – it doesn't fucking matter. You know. When so your you're- quarterback needs to get bailed out, there are times throughout the season. And if you don't think that's the case, you are ignorant. You do not – Oh, no. The, the QB needs help every now and then, for sure. The yes. defense needs to step up in certain things, for sure. But here's, again, their schedule. I've been going through getting compiling some stats here for you when you guys are done with this. That's what I've been doing. Detroit, Jacksonville, Chicago, Jets, Vikings, Denver, Chargers, Denver, Miami, Philadelphia, Raiders, Green Bay, Buffalo, New England, Raiders, Cincinnati, Los Angeles. Pretty tough for the Chiefs-ish. You go to the Chargers, same thing. Miami, Tennessee, Vikings. Raiders, Dallas, Chiefs, Chicago, Jets, Detroit, Green Bay, Baltimore, who I think is underrated, Um, New England, Denver, Raiders, Buffalo, Denver, Chiefs. I just don't think they can get more than the Chiefs because the Chiefs, even with less receiving options, still somehow make it happen. Chargers didn't do enough on the defense. Chiefs didn't do enough to hurt themselves, to knock them out of the one seed. It's, I mean, I guess, I guess we'll find out. It's worth it. We we will. I'm I'm going <laughs> Chiefs, Denver, Chargers, Raiders. That's that's my four stack, and I'm gonna lock it in right now. I'm saying Denver is gonna be number two, and it's by one win against 
the Chargers. They're gonna they're gonna squeak in at the eleven and six or the ten and seven, and the Chargers are gonna be one game under them. That's that's literally it. Like I was saying, it's we're arguing over in most people's opinion two and three. You think the Chargers are gonna jump the Chiefs? I just don't see it happening. I don't see how or where. Chiefs, Chargers, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. I, I okay, so you got them Chiefs, sacked like last year. Chiefs, Chargers, mm-hmm. Broncos, Raiders is how I have it too. Okay. Chargers, so. Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. Okay, okay so, now so Travis, you had some stats. I compiled some stats. I Since 2017, I'm not going to do a player A, player B because the bulk stats on the touchdown side in the, is a little bit. And is it the Mitchell Tobisky one again? No, 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 no. This is Jared Goff and Russell Wilson since 2017. Before I start with the stats, would you? Does everyone agree that Russell Wilson has had the better team around him the entire time? Then Jared Goff, when he made it the Super Bowl with the Rams. Oh, I don't know, because he had a I mean, much Russell better Wilson defense. So again, I Seattle, much better. I would say defense. Seattle went to a Super Bowl in that time frame too and lost. Because of their um, defense, like the year before I started the stats, but <clears throat> like he's had better. He's had, but Wilson has had better receivers to throw to the entire time. The best receiver Jared Goff has had up until this past season with the Lions was Brandon Cooks one year. Yeah, I could say Russell West, Russell Wilson has had better receivers. I can agree with that. All right, so since 2017, Jared Goff has 54 wins, 38 losses, and one tie. Russell Wilson, 52 wins, 41 losses, and zero ties. Edge Goff. Which one, which one had the better defense around them? Oh, I don't know, the one with Aaron fucking Donald? I don't know, one had Bill We were Bobby just Ryan. arguing over defenses being you got to bail your quarterback out. One had That's the defense bail. Okay, okay, one so had one defense had the boom. number... No, no, that, that was 2012. I was saying, well, 2017, okay. So the one defense has the number one nose tackle or the defensive tackle in the league, and the other one has the number one linebacker in Wagner. Ooh. Even. Yeah. <laughs> All right, continue. Don't necessarily no, no, no. think that, but go ahead. Yard, they also had Jared. Cam Chancellor at safety. <laughs> I would say like, Jared Goff. Hello? I would say Jared Goff had 24,765 yards since 2017. Russell Wilson, 22,390. So two and a half grand more. Touchdowns for, for Goff. Okay. Touchdowns, this is where, and interceptions, this is where it gets a little different. Goff, 150 touchdowns, 63 interceptions. So almost a three to one rate, which is pretty good. And then. Russell Wilson, 181 touchdowns, 53 interceptions. I think that has a lot to do with the superior wide receivers, considering he scores 31 more touchdowns while throwing almost you know 2.5 thousand yards less. I still didn't. You also got to think of the offensive scheme because let's consider yeah. it. Pete Carroll loves to run the ball. A lot of a play lot. action. A lot of dump offs. A lot of running. Jared Goff had a higher completion percentage since 2017, 64.87% completion. Uh, Russell Wilson, 64.51. Not much of a difference. Uh, Goff threw an interception, 1.9% of his passes. Russell Wilson, 1.78. Both pretty elite. And Goff, 94.81 passer rating. Wilson, 100.86. So. We're trying to prove here. I don't think that the difference between Goff and Russell Wilson is that big. I don't think because Ben was saying that Denver's going to beat Detroit because Russell's better than Goff, and I don't really think so. <laughs> Especially since the Lions are playing at home. If Goff was better, he'd still be at the 49ers. Rams. Whatever. Same thing. If and Russell was better, he'd still be with the Seahawks. If, okay, <laughs> so if we want to go with stats, let's do their entire career. Uh, so Russell Wilson has 1,000 and... So Wilson's also got like hold on. four years in the league. 800, sorry. No, no, no. I'm just doing 2016 to now. 2016 to now. I so he has 800... That's and it's, that's a complete statistical outlier if you look... Oh, well, we're, we're including Russell Wilson's... Shitty Broncos here. I'm just 
Whereas that's still Jared Goff had. Uh, there's a difference between there's a difference to be that guy. There he's got he's getting paid to be that guy where he was literally the season before. Was oh, I was just quarterback. You're comparing somebody to the contract money. No, we, you're trying to manipulate. No, you're numbers. comparing a first round draft pick in his rookie year to a guy who got a payday to fucking play for a team to carry them. There's a difference. Literally Travis, top ten the season before. 2016 was a statistical outlier. Yes, it is. Why, is, why, why do we? Ca- why can't we count last year as one? Because there's a difference he, between a guy's making his first NFL starts and a first ballot Hall of Famer in the top, in the middle of his fucking prime. Last year, if last if 2016 was one, then 2022 was one. Really. No, no, because no. it's yes. a different situation. Yes. Okay, oh, so, right. so so Pete Carroll running the ball all the time doesn't play into Did, effect of how often your quarterback okay. passes. Do okay, the Rams not run the ball all the time? Okay, just common sense. Should somebody making his rookie debut be held to the same fucking standard as a first ballot Hall of Famer Super Bowl winner who has got was literally a top ten quarterback the previous season getting paid to be that fucking guy in an offense that everyone touted was saying they were going to win the division and were the favorites beforehand, but because he fell flat, oh, it's the same, not even close, does not hold the same weight. Unfortunately, when you get drafted in to the NFL in the first round as a QB. You are held to a high standard to come out and play. Not that yeah, high. Not that Trevor high. Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence wasn't held to that high of a standard, or else he wouldn't be on a fucking team. They were talking about him being a bust, or possibly okay. should have been the okay. first overall. They talk okay. about that every okay. year. Was Peyton Manning a bust? Was Trevor Lawrence a bust? Was Patrick Mahomes a bust? Was Aaron Rodgers a fucking bust? Jamarcus a Russell was. Bust. Yes. So Everyone. the moment okay, you get drafted okay. in the first round, you know, here's the thing. Here's Time the thing. Out. Those four, those four quarterbacks I just named, and the list can go on, mind you. Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan. Should we keep fucking going? I can keep going all fucking yes, day. They were they all fucking rookie that high. Exactly. Yes, but they all had shitty rookie campaigns. Yes. They played like shit their rookie year. So if we're and going that's to go, part of their numbers. But that's part of their numbers. But here's the difference. You can't just be like, oh, well, it's I the same fucking seventeen. Moving forward. You so, exactly. You took out his worst statistical year on purpose, so he looked better. So you are manipulating the numbers because as no. a rookie, you are expected to come in and throw the fucking ball. Period. Yes. If you're going to talk numbers, you got to include all the numbers. That's why so I said 2016. 2016. Okay, his first I wasn't year. manipulating anything since I gave yes. the data point. We're comparing them now. 2016, boom, guess what? Russ Wilson has more yards. Okay, no one said we're comparing their entire career, and I never said that that was comparing from 2016. And their entire career, way better win percentage. So don't cherry pick. Yes, If we're going to talk the numbers, which one's going to be You're talking about a guy that fucking went from an all-star fucking full Pro Bowl defense and a fucking great offensive core and a great coach to I see my going to left Denver. You. To go to Denver. Denver. Are you telling me Sean McVay is not a good head coach? You're telling me Sean McVay is not a good head coach. How long, how long did he play under Sean McVay? Two Less seasons? than half of his career. Less than half of his fucking career. Because he wasn't good enough. Okay, so then why the fuck are the Lions going to win the division this year? They're not. They're, yeah, uh, they're not. We haven't gotten to the NFC. Oh, yes, they are. And if they do, it's more no, on the defensive not. side. They need to drop golf and draft a highly touted rookie to win a Super Bowl. Aaron? Oh, no. All right, Patrick Mahomes was drafted when Alex Smith was still playing at a great level Jared for Goff the Chiefs. So I'm just saying, Joe Burrow was Andy Dalton's Ooh. replacement. You need to get rid of mediocre to be elite. That's it's that simple. So you, finishing top 10 in almost every statistical category four out of your first six years in the league is an elite. Not elite enough. Okay. Unfortunately, when we cherry pick. Because remember, there's only two teams that make the Super Bowl and only one of them wins it. So when it comes down to it, you have to have the guy. You can't have you know what? Uh, Philip Rivers that throws out the window because you said Danny Dimes is going to be a Hall of Famer. You don't get a choice. You don't get an opinion <laughs> on this. <laughs> so, 
You, you have to have pain your whole life. You don't get pain. Okay, so you here you go. If you we want I've to compare careers. Pain. Do we want to compare careers? Are you sure about this, Ben? Are you sure about For this? Which two people? Golf For Jared Goff and Russell Wilson. Are you sure I have about to bring this? up those tabs? Uh, because he already had more yards when we include that. And he had a better win percentage. So are we going to keep going? And now, minus. Okay. Remember, we're going to be all on the Goli. quarterback, not hey, the hey, head hey, coach. Hey. Let me talk. Defense. Let me fucking talk. Because if we're going to be playing it by numbers, we got to be playing it by averages. Because Russell Wilson just played longer. So now we just got to play by averages, right? Right? <laughs> no. Are we doing entire career? Because. If that's sure. it, I'm taking the quarterback that has significantly more wins, 104 to 68, whereas Jared Goff is barely 50%. So whatever okay. stats you throw out there are cherry-picking because overall win percentage, guess what? It goes Russell Wilson's way. And the Super Bowls go Russell Wilson's way. That's okay. the most two most important things, wins and a Super Bowl. So here you go. Jared Goff throws a little bit below – Russell Wilson on TD to interception percentage. He just does. It's a little bit below. But on sack percentage, over almost 3.5% lower throughout his career. Pass yard So he had a better line. If you want to say so, that, even though Russell Wilson... Even though Russell Wilson's considered like a great mobile quarterback. And if you watch the all 22... So we want to go ahead and talk about the line. This is a big deal. Because Russell Wilson... Why do I keep on saying Westbrook? Wilson. Because of me. Russell You're Wilson welcome. literally has one of the longest holds on the ball in the NFL. It's obscenely long. So we want to talk about statistics. You can't just talk about the offensive line. That's got to fall on the quarterback's shoulders too. He's not releasing the ball fast enough, right? He's not elite. He's not elite releasing the ball. Then you want to talk about passing yards on average. 7.4 versus 7.8. Jared Goff is below Russell Wilson. Yeah, so Wilson. Russell Wilson's also. So are we going with touchdown but, percentage? How many but, times they throw a touchdown? But, Russell but, Wilson much higher. But hey, can I finish a fucking point lower. without you just butting in and saying just random? No, I'm just showing you. We can, doesn't make sense. We no, we can pick you're not showing me anything. I'm I'm, I'm saying I'm all the stats. I'm saying all the stats. Aren't I? Just said them too. I'm, no, you didn't. Because percentages of touchdowns. Okay, you don't even know what the fuck I'm gonna say because you keep on running your fat fucking mouth. <laughs> on advanced passing stats, on average, I like it. Jared like Goff it. passes for 5.9 yards through the air compared to Russell Wilson's 4.2. But you look at the yak yards per completion, and it's 5.8 versus 7.5. That's a significant drop-off because the wide receiver core is significantly better with what Russell Wilson has played with throughout his career. So if we're going to sit there and cherry-pick bullshit – Oh, I'm not cherry-picking shit. That's a good statistic to rank. Okay, well, where's he putting the ball? It's getting completed, so the receiver's not making yards afterwards? That's on the receiver. Unlike the sack statistic, where if you look at Russell Wilson's holding percentage, when he's holding onto the ball, just he's sitting there for four to five seconds every fucking snap. That's how you get fucking sacked. 3.5% more times than a guy that hasn't been in the league for four... Mm-hmm. Four less years than you, and has had shittier offensive lines. All right, that- you, you ready? Then are you sure. are you ready? Because you you're correct. Yak yards are very important. Unfortunately, they just get thrown under quarterback passing yards. Here's the big thing: percentages of touchdowns thrown when attempting to pass. Five point nine for Russell Wilson. Four point four. We already golf. acknowledged that. Were you even listening to me? Percentage of times percentage of times intercepted was four point four, or sorry, 2%, two percent to one point nine. to one point nine. I already again, said the statistic. I already said that. Career Sounds wins like one hundred eight to sixty four, versus uh, just above five hundred percent. All right, so here's something Jared that Goss. okay. Here, let's 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 include Jared Goff's regular season with this. So. With rookie season, you want to hear this? You want to hear this? All right. That was so, including Jared Goff's rookie. So, season. Inclu- including Jared Goff's rookie season, he has had exactly two defenses that have finished in the top ten for his entire career. His rookie year, he had ninth, and in twenty twenty, they finished number one overall. That's it. Russell Wilson has had two seasons his entire career where his defense wasn't top ten, including back to back number one overall finishes in a stretch of five straight in the top five. 
But that's yes, that's, that's and that was also the Legion of Boom, yeah. and that's not quarterback related. Unfortunately, again, that's win loss. We're talking win about that's win that, loss and win. That's right, and also has a lot to do with quality of play at the red zone attempts and the fact that their offensive scheme, like that, does have a lot to do with it. Which is which Watch is great. Down. We Are also have Are Pete Carroll, who likes to run the ball and has always been that way. He never. How did Geno Smith had a fucking elite season last year? All of a sudden, then. He wasn't elite. He was good. What? He fooled everyone for one season. Geno Smith's season last night, or last year, was good. It wasn't elite. It didn't, it didn't shatter anything. It was 4,282 yards. That's good. That's not elite. 4,800 to 5,000 yards. I just think that like you like you think the gap between Russell Wilson and Goff is huge, but when you like take everything into consideration, the fact that Wilson has had by far the better team around him his entire career. So when you take in team accolades, I fucking hope so. He has the advantage. The fact that Goff has had lesser like you admitted, he has lesser wide receivers to work with his entire career. He's had a lesser defense. So he should have lesser stats and lesser accolades. But the gap should be a lot bigger considering what the fucking advantages are in Russell's No, favor. because we don't take into account football is a team game. So, yes, we need wide receivers to yak. We need defenses to stop. So you can get a red zone stop and then boom, you can get a quick touchdown and boost that number. Yeah. But when, we're, when we are together. evaluating how good or how talented a player, those are things to, that we have to take I'm into just, consideration. I'm just saying that I think for the past six, so, I, think, I think since since 2017, the gap between Wilson and Goff has not been nearly as big as everyone thinks. That's the point I was trying to make. I'm I'm going with it's since 2016, yes, sure. Which is his since rookie year. Oh wow, yeah, that's his rookie year. I know. Of course, she'll allow it. That's his career, Austin. Yeah. So, anyways, no, I still think it's Russell Wilson, hands down. It's statistically, yeah, Goff had a good season, but at the end of the day, he's an Andy Dalton. He has good seasons. He's a uh, Derek Carr. He to be fair, seasons. will you acknowledge this? Because I know you will admit this. Alex Smith, you, you, good you, seasons. You you watched foot, you watched the Lions games with me enough, then we talked about it. I think you agree with me with this. Goff had twenty nine touchdowns. All right. How many times last year? I think it was twenty nine. It might have been thirty. But think about how many times Amon Rob St. Brown was tackled at the fucking one yard line, and then Jamal Wilson, Jamal Williams got the touchdown. Goff and he had very, seventeen of them. Goff very easily could have had forty touchdowns last year. Hey, <laughs> it's a team. The touchdowns are a team. Oh, team. I know. Oh, I know. I agree. So I'm excited to see the Lions. Don't get me wrong. I I would love, but they need to get rid of golf if they want to win the Super Bowl. It's that simple. You cannot stand for half or even good or great QBs. You have to have elite. That's why San Francisco is not in a, winning the Super Bowl. That's why. Um, is Jalen Hurts elite yeah. then? I want to see one more year out of it, but I'm He's trying to Yeah, I would say trending, I'd have to I'm see. I'm trending yes, and it's going to be hard for him not to prove it with the wide receivers he has there and the quality of defense he has. He's in a good situation to be good. He could be the next year, Russell like Wilson. Year he, will. Yep. He, he could very well be the next Russell Wilson. Yep. But for me, you have to get rid of mediocre to win a Super Bowl or even good or even great, which sucks because you have to get rid of the Andy Dalton. Guess what? Joe Burrow came in. They were right in that Super Bowl contention. Alex Smith, they've drafted Patrick Mahomes. They are right there winning Super Bowls. It's just a thing that you have to do in today's day and age. You, you can't just have a good QB or a great QB. You need elite, period, unfortunately. So golf, good, good solid statistical QB. You're never going to be mad at him, but he's never going to wow you and be like, this motherfucker took over and won it. Okay, so let's just say this. Hypothetically, say golf and uh, Russell get to switch careers. Goff gets drafted in 2011 to Seattle, and uh, Wilson drafted in 2016 to the Rams. Does Goff consider everything else about the teams and coaches and everything is the same? Does Goff win a Super Bowl? Yeah. Okay. No. That's all I wanted to hear. Yeah. I, if, <laughs> if they switch places, yeah, I would think with the back-to-back number one defenses, with the opportunity and with then, the better and then receivers, and then the third, he wins the Super Bowl. I was saying that it's the all situation. Year, they, were the, they were the second best defense, so it was almost a three P. <laughs> yeah, no, one hundred percent, Russell. Because you, you want to know what you could have put a fucking monkey back there to do nothing but hand the ball off, and they would have won a Super Bowl because it was Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> like 
That quarterback didn't need to pass for 3,000, 4,000 yards. That quarterback honestly only needed to pass for 2,500. That defense was uh, that good. I would say the Seattle's defense or team was a lot like 2,000 Baltimore Ravens, except I will say Russell Wilson's a lot better than, uh, you know, old boy. Flacco. No, it wasn't no. Flacco. Uh, no, before Flacco. Um, before Flacco. I, I can't it's think of his name. No, I know his name, but I just can't think of it at the moment. So, but no, no. If they switched spots, yeah, 110%, he would have had a ring. Trent but Dilford. he did Yeah, Dilford. Dilford. So, Trent Dilford. <laughs> don't want to rile anyone's feathers, but Jared Goff will not win the it. NFC division. No, not a chance. I think there was enough done on the other things. Not to mention, Green Bay has been known for drafting first-round quarterbacks, sitting them for two years, and then boom. Brett Favre was first-round pick behind. Jordan longer than two years, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he sat a little longer than Aaron Rodgers. Same thing. They had Brett Favre, but they drafted Aaron Rodgers. They had Aaron Rodgers, they drafted Jordan So don't be surprised if he comes out and pops. <laughs> They've been saying some high things. So I'm not saying it's Detroit's to, to lose necessarily, but it's Detroit could win the division. It's just going to be a little tougher than they think. I think it's and Minnesota's still there. I think I would say I think on paper it's the most wide open division. But yeah, I think I think if Minnesota gets rid of Dalvin <laughs> Cook, I think there's a chance that if they play their cards right. But, the, I mean, what did the Bears just do? They restocked. That's for another time, another division. Sorry for Jared Goff hate, but in my eyes, Maybe Joker Friday. won't be good. That's it. Yep. Probably Friday. We'll do Catch us on Friday when we do the Friday. NFC North. So it's go ahead. Like, subscribe, comment, share. Go show some love to Derpin Nation. He streams quite a bit. Um, Let us know if you like the beer koozies and other merch where we get some made. And also, if you like the Derpin Nation merch, he's got it made. And he is the, what was that, the, the black wizard, the magic wizard, what was that? Dark magician. Dark magician, there it is. So go ahead and uh, <laughs> we'll show that. But yeah, go ahead and grab some of that merch. Um, don't forget, we still have uh, guns down, gloves up, always podcasting. So loving those fights and that podcast coming out as well. Gypsy stills, if you want some art, go ahead and send us out, Austin. No shameless block. No. No shameless block. No. He's just like, no. I don't think so. He's like, we're not done yet. I don't think so. Shut up, Ben. This is not the time for that. <laughs>